Hey, Orthopreneurs, it's Dr. Glenn Krieger here. And let me tell you, the Orthopreneurs 2024 Summit, which is going to be on a Royal Caribbean ship, has taken off. I don't mean literally, but we actually booked an entire ship just for us. We started selling it already. And believe it or not, it's selling out fast. People want to come by themselves. People want to bring their team. People want to bring their families. Remember, there's a kids club there and there's also an adult only pool. So you can watch the presentations streaming throughout the whole ship. Imagine sitting in the pool with a drink in your hand, watching someone speak on tips and tricks to help your practice get better while you're sitting knee deep in a pool with a drink in your hand. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, you've come to know the kind of meetings we put together, and this one's going to be even more exceptional and even more affordable. Go to opsummit2024.com to sign up now. I've had a financial coordinator in my office forever, and for one reason or another, either they're retiring, I'm letting them go, there's something going on, a reason, and I say, you know what, I don't want to hire anymore, I'm done hiring, I'm done managing, I'm done training, I'm done looking over someone's shoulder, I don't want to do this anymore. Is that sort of another place where people would typically bring you in? This, this, this is the Orthopreneur Show with Glenn Krieger, talking about the things you never learned in school, like marketing, management, and leadership. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Orthopreneur's Podcast. Today, I do not have just one. I have two people today, and best of all, they're siblings. So please, everybody, put your hands together and give a warm Orthopreneur's welcome to Megan and B. Wyrick. Welcome, ladies. Yes, thank you for having us. We're super excited to be here today. <laughs> Thanks. I, I saw I saw B wanting to say that too, so I just <laughs> yeah I know let it it's come hard. Out. We have a we have a pretty bad habit of talking at exactly the same time <laughs> and saying the I've same noticed. thing. So thanks for having us. We're it's okay. You're sisters, and it will remain with me to my grave. Who's the older sister? I will not say a word. <laughs> Please, I, I think that. Brittany will appreciate that one. <laughs> wink, wink. Ooh. Ooh, there's a dig right off the bat. <laughs> Megan comes out swinging. Round one. <laughs> hey, what do you got to answer? No, I'm kidding. We're not going to start that one here. Um, but it's crystal clear just from spending a little bit of time with you before we came on air how much you guys care about each other and the fun that you have. And by the way, I, I didn't ask, is it just the two of you growing up or is there another sibling? No, we had a lot. Not the two of us. There was uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. So we have three, three, uh, let's see, it's myself, Megan, and then we have a brother. And then we had two half siblings, another brother and another sister, and then a stepsister as well. So total six nice. <laughs> growing up. So two yeah. half siblings equals one sibling. <laughs> right. Just, exactly. just like four quarter siblings equal one sibling. Although I, I don't think I've ever heard of a quarter sibling. So let's let's jump in a little bit if it's okay and uh, and talk a little bit about what you guys do and what the Wyrick Outlook is, because I know you've been known as the Wyrick Outlook, you've been known as two, right? Yes. Uh, people would know you as that. And and again, I've known people who've worked with you and have absolutely loved working with you. And we're going to get in a little bit more about what you do, because I know there's three core areas that you really like to work with. Um, but, you know, Megan, I'll start with you. If you want to give us a little bit of detail about what is it you do? And more importantly, let's start with how you ended up where you are now. How did you end up doing this? Yeah. So Brittany and I pretty much have the same background. We both started in ortho many years ago when we were 16 and uh, worked our way through every position in an office. And I kid you not, we would leave on our lunch break and say, look, we need to do something. We need to help more offices than just the one that we're in. 
And so it was always a dream to pretty much start our own consulting company, own coaching company. And so we eventually did that in 2018 and we started the Wyrick Outlook. The Wyrick Outlook name I always like to joke, came to me at two in the morning, one random night. And so um, I called Brittany. We were itching for a name. And I was like, what are we going to call ourselves? So at two in the morning, I was like, the Wyrick Outlook. It has our last name in it. It's perfect. We're two sisters. So that's kind of how people know about us is is the name as well as, hey, we're two sisters. Uh, But we started in 2018 coaching uh, insurance coordinators, because that was kind of an area that was uncharted waters, right? And so uh, we coached them through a di- virtual course. And then um, once COVID happened, and a lot of team members weren't coming back into the office, doctors were reaching out to us saying, hey, you just trained our team. Uh, but now I don't have that team coming back. Can you just do it for us? So that's kind of where the remote services um, picked up was in 2020. Okay. Um, and then we also do private coaching as well. Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into the remote billing part of it a little bit later. I want to mm-hmm. I want to hit a few other areas first. But for the most part, who's your – and this one will go to UB. And by the way, you called her Brittany twice, and I've been told her name is B. And so <laughs> she, I know it's Brittany and you go by B card, for sure. Huh? <laughs> yeah, she did. Sister privilege. But I'll I'll start I'll make sure I call you B because if anybody picks up the phone and says hey this is B you know who you guys are talking sure, to out there that's right but B if you don't mind let's talk about not the classes because that's going to be a very varied group of people who come to see you but who's your typical client that that works with you and I know it's probably all over the the spectrum in terms of who who's who but B in terms of you know who are the who are people that could benefit from what it is you do. I would say we have a pretty broad range. So we have people that are just green, you know, into the industry. They, you know, are just starting out being the insurance coordinator or the financial person. And so they are just trying to gain as much knowledge as they can. They want to take the courses and, you know, gather all that information to take back to the practice. Um, However, we do have quite seasoned, very experienced insurance and financial um, attendees that join as well. And I feel like for them, they, you know, each and every time that we do have those seasoned attendees, they leave saying, you know, Hey, I, I've been doing this for 15, 20 years and I have still feel like I got something out of it, or I'm just, I have reassurance. I feel like I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to continue it. And that's, you know, that's a good thing. So when it comes to the remote billing side of things, those are the offices that are reaching out to us that don't have a financial coordinator, or maybe they do have a financial coordinator that they're trying to move into another area uh, just for help, additional help in the office. And so they're wanting to outsource it pretty much to experts um, because we have expert billing specialists that we hire. Um, and then they, they'll work remotely with your team. Well, since we landed on that, right, I was going to talk about it later, but now seems like a perfect time. So remote billing, I assume, is what it sounds like. I treat my patients and you collect, help collect the money, or do you only do it from the insurance companies? Uh, we do it from both. Yeah. So offices can either pick up the patient AR side of things and the insurance, um, or we can do one or the other if need be. If I'm a young doctor, let's just say I, 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 I can kind of think in my brain of a couple of places where this would be really good, right? I'm a young doctor. I have my one employee that we all start with. That one person is wearing all the hats. 
And all of a sudden the phone starts ringing and it starts getting busier. My practice starts picking up and then I hire a clinical assistant, right? So now I got my clinical assistant and I got my front desk. And then all of a sudden I have enough accounts that my front desk is no longer able to do it all. It seems like this is a really good place at that point to consider saying, hey, ladies, can you help me with my billing so that now I don't have to hire that financial coordinator? I can hire a treatment coordinator perhaps, you know, maybe is my next hire who can help present care, follow up on care. But at some point, I'm going to be beyond the number of people that can handle the financial. And I'm going to have to either decide hire a financial coordinator or not, right? That would be one place where I would look. Another where I can imagine is I've had a financial coordinator in my office forever. And for one reason or another, either they're retiring, I'm letting them go. Um, there's something going on, a reason. And I say, you know what? I don't want to hire anymore. I'm done hiring. I'm done managing. I'm done training. I'm done looking over someone's shoulder. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, is that sort of another place where people would typically bring you in? Yes, a hundred percent. And so to answer the first um, scenario where you're a new startup doctor and you have one team member that basically manages everything. Um, yes, we can definitely fill that role. And I think this is probably one of the positions that gets most overlooked, right? You want to hire for a TC because obviously we need the sales coming in, but that will only get you so far. You ultimately need to keep that money rolling through, especially from the insurance companies. Uh, and so that's kind of where we fit in with that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, with the other scenario, yes, if your team member's leaving or you're wanting to move them into a different position, um, we can also help with that as well. It, so in today's day and age, right, for the last probably four to six years at least, uh, people have jumped on board with things like OrthoBank, which was around for quite some time, but OrthoFi, uh, which, again, has been out there for ages. And for some, going that route has been amazing. How do you differ uh, from uh, – well, rather than differ, talk to me, whoever wants to, and it doesn't matter to me who answers. How does the process work in an office when I've got – remote billing, right? Which again, the it, just a quick aside, I started something for remote monitoring related to dental monitoring, where instead of doctors having to have a team member being pulled out of clinic to go monitor dashboards and do all that stuff, or to have to hire somebody special. Um, I started a company called Remote Response recently where people can have their remote dashboards monitored, outsourced. And you do something very similar in the sense that people don't realize You can do it probably less expensively than they can by hiring. Um, There's no hiring of anybody. There's no ads placed. There's no training. There's no oversight. And it's probably being done far more efficiently than what somebody would do in their office because you have experts doing expert work. And so when I hire you, or I I don't, let me rephrase that. I'm not hiring you. In my opinion, I'm outsourcing. Mm -hmm. I'm because you're not a W-2 employee. You're not even 1099. I'm outsourcing everything of mine to you to do for me at that point. How does it look in my office? And again, either one of you can answer, but a patient comes in, treatment coordinator presents care, and then what happens? How does the financial, the patient's great. I'm going to start with 500 down. What happens? 
Yeah. So the the front office team, whether that's the, the front office or the TC is still doing all of that paperwork. So the, the main paperwork for the contract. Um, and then they're uploading it into the patient's file. From there, our team is remoting into your practice management software, looking at all of the starts that came in that day, pulling the contracts from the patient's files and saying, okay, great. We need to enter these contracts. We need to set up the auto payment plans. We're basically custom customizing it for each practice in that it's working the same way as if we were in office, but we're just doing it remotely. So every single office will have a different way of how we go about managing that, but it's really just trying to keep it as simple as we can for you, but also as customized as we can for your practice as well. We do an onboarding call or you know, meeting with the team because we really want to, we want to be sure that, you know, maybe we have one way of doing things and we, and we, and we feel like that's maybe the best approach. However, an office may say, I, I, I kind of just don't, I don't want that. And so we have, we make sure that we, we kind of cover and touch on all those angles as to what is the office comfortable with, come up with a customized game plan. And so that way, you know, it appears as though everything just remains the same for the practice. We're just taking it over, you know, in California. <laughs> so to answer your question, doctor, about how that kind of differs from OrthoFi, I feel like OrthoFi has a very set way of doing things, right? And that totally works for some practices, but other practices do need that more customized approach. And I think that's where we're filling the need. Uh, for offices that, hey, we want to keep the same systems that we have in place, but we don't want to hire, we don't want to train somebody for this. And so, um, again, that's where we're kind of filling that need. Yeah. Nice. And so everything, if I understand it properly, sorry, B, I'll let you oh, go. No, that's okay. I was going to say everything also when we are remoting into the practice management softwares, any types of notes or any correspondence that we may have had with the patients or the insurance companies, all of those notes are you know, input inside the patient's chart. So if, for an example, a patient were to call the office and be like, hey, what's going on with this? At least the office would then be able to quickly reference our notes and give some sort of answer or explanation as to why we're going about this the way we did. But you're setting up the contract. You're following up with the patient. You're making sure it's all entered properly into the computer. You're making sure essentially that other than presenting care and doing orthodontics, the office is not dealing with the finances at any level then, correct? Yes. It's yeah. And that's a huge- Completely outsourced. Yeah. That's a game changer, I feel like, because so many times when offices do have a financial coordinator in-house, they're spending so much time on the phone with insurance companies, either verifying insurance or following up on claims. And so um, a lot of that is put on the expert billing specialist who's able to do that, take a look at it from kind of all angles and say, okay, how am I going to do this most efficiently? and get the office paid in an appropriate amount of time. Nice. Does the expert billing specialist that you mentioned, they if a patient's credit card had fraud or it was denied, are they the one who reaches out to the patient and talks to them personally and says, "Hey, you know, you're overdue, you know, would you like to make a payment today, so to speak?" Yeah, so we send texts and emails to patients, um, but we don't necessarily pick up the phone and make any phone calls. Uh, to the patients because we want to keep that at the practice level. The practice level is essentially the one that has that um, relationship with the patient. And so I would hate for a patient to feel that that was outsourced by the practice. 
Um, and so we are sending the texts and emails. Obviously, that's a templated from that we get from the office. So it still remains in their voice and how they want those that sent was out. Questions. Yeah. The patient then would call into the office, update the credit card and so on. Yeah. So as far as the patient's concerned, you're just another extension of the office. Yes. They, they, they just think that you are Megan or B or whoever the, the specialist is, is just another employee of the company. So that the relationship remains intact. Yes. So doctor, we even have, uh, we even have some of our billing specialists on websites of the, uh, of some of the practices that we're working with <laughs> as, as wow. a team member. So, I mean, they are not employees of that office, but there is that personal one-on-one relationship that they build working with the practice and their dedicated billing specialists that, that they do become a true extension and a team member of, of the team. So <laughs> it's fun to see when Very it happens. Cool. Yeah, it, it sounds to me like it works really well. So the, the obvious question that a lot of people are going to have in their head right now, if they were me, is, yeah, but can I afford this, right? Because if we talk about any outsourcing, you know, there's always money. Like I said, for me with remote response, the first question people ask me is, yeah, but how much is this going to cost me? And mm-hmm. I, I always explain to them, you should save at least 20 to 35% with better service, better outcomes if, with remote response I'm referring to. Because if it costs considerably more, why would they want to outsource it, right? I mean, there's good reasons to outsource everything. Again, hiring, managing, training, and efficiencies, those four things alone are things that most doctors do not want to deal with. And when I speak to most doctors today, uh, I just at our Orthopreneurs RD annual meeting uh, not so long ago, I asked a question, raise your hand if you want to make more money next year. And raise your hand if you want lower stress next year. And it can only be one or the other. And in a room full of 80 people, three hands went up for more money and eight and 77 went up wow. on lower stress. Yeah. And so outsourcing for what you're talking about is another way to lower stress. But talk to me about the savings that people will typically get or the expense that they incur relative to what they would have spent whenever they engage you. Hello there, entrepreneurs. Sign up for the Orthopreneurs 24 Summit now. We took over an entire ship just for us. And here's the thing. It's selling out so fast right now that the room types are selling out. So if there's a particular type of cabin you want, you better get on to opsummit2024.com right now and sign up. And why are people signing up? Because of three reasons. Number one, it's a boat, which means you can bring your team, your family. Yes, there's a kids club. And yes, there's an adults only pool. Number two, The lineup I have is going to be spectacular. These are not people you're going to see on any other stage anywhere. I dug deep to find the best to help you live your best, most profitable, most productive, personal, and practice lives. And they're going to blow you away. And number three, the type of cabin you want is limited. This is not a hotel where most of the rooms are the same. If you want one with a balcony, they're selling out. You want an inside room to save money, they're selling out. So go to opsummit2024.com right now, sign up for a cruise September 18th to 22nd, and you will have the best CE time of your life. And now back to the podcast. Yeah, so I think um, what we need to start with is really learning about who are the other companies that you can outsource to. So it would be somebody like OrthoFi, uh, there would be us, and then I think there's a few others. So um, if you're looking at it from 
that angle, we're definitely cheaper than OrthoFi <laughs> because we're a more customized approach than that. Um, but OrthoFi obviously comes with a lot more bells and whistles as far as you know the slider and all of that. Um, so it really depends on what you're looking for. Uh, but yes, where you are saving, I think you already touched on, is obviously the training, the headache, the stress, the payroll expenses, the benefit expenses, um, all of that, as well as just being as efficient as possible. And so uh, not only are we bringing you uh, a remote billing team member that has over five years of orthodontic billing experience, um, you're not having to bring in a new team member that doesn't know insurance and is learning from the ground up. I, I think the future of orthodontics personally is outsourcing. I think um, we're at a stage with uh, you know telehealth or with internet connections and what we're doing that outsourcing um, anything that you can outsource to me is the wisest move because, you know, I'm sure you've heard this now that I'm not just an orthodontist and I run a remote monitoring company, I hear a lot of different conversations and there's really three conversations I hear that I think can relate to any outsourcing. And I'd love to hear your feedback on it. Um, and this one's for you, B. Um, I'm, I'm getting you back on the mic. Um, <laughs> Go for the it. three things, the three things that I've, I typically hear when I say to people, hey, you should consider remote monitoring or remote response, or you should consider outsourcing, you know, Wyrick Outlook or however I want to call it. The first one is, oh my God, I've been looking for that solution forever. I'm pulling my hair out. How fast can you start? Right? Like, I, I can't believe what's going on in my life. I, I start my monitoring tomorrow or start my remote billing tomorrow, right? I'm sure you hear that. You know, how fast can we get started? Right. That's that's the first one. And that's it's great as a business to hear that. But it also means there's a lot of problems that are about to follow. Um, <laughs> the second one is I don't need you. I've got this covered. You know, I don't see any reason why I would ever want you in my life. Whatever insert outsourcing company name here. I don't know why I would ever want you in my life. I don't need you. I've got it covered. I'm really, really good with this right now. And to those people for any outsourcing, I would say Unless you're the minority, and I'd love your feedback on this, unless you're the minority, there's going to be a time where you're going to hit a crisis. If you in-house and it's, it's people dependent, unless you are the, the super minority out there, at mm -hmm. some point, that person who's doing your billing, your finances, whatever it may be, they are going to get pregnant and have to leave for a period of time, or they are going to uh, very commonly a spouse takes a job in another state or another city or they're going to get poached from another office and you're going to get two weeks notice for if you're really lucky. Mm -hmm. uh, and now you've got to hire train and what have you. That's the second person that I have. And the third is, Oh, I've got it covered. I've spread it out among a bunch of my team members and they all work together to make sure it's working really well. And, mm -hmm. and I just look at them and puzzled and go, I don't care what system and policy you have having two or three or five people in that system has just two or three or five multiplied the amount of problems you're going to have long-term. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of time until everybody realizes that with the economy of scales we have today, outsourcing anything you can outsource is in your best interest because we all make enough money as orthodontists. It's the stress that's starting to build up for people. Mm -hmm. And the stress of saying, I got this covered until you don't, that amount of stress is like a volcanic eruption when the time it happens, because now you're in panic mode and you didn't see it coming because for many, ego gets in the way. And so I'd love your feedback from those three kinds. And if you've got a fourth, I'd love to hear it. But to me, those are the three that I've heard the most 
Um, what are your feelings on that when it comes to, you know, billing and outsourcing and stuff like that? When it comes to the question of, you know, we have it covered, you know, we have it covered, we're good. Kind of like how you had mentioned, um, you know, there does come a time when you, when the office does receive, receive, yes, like a two week notice or four week, if they're lucky, um, that is basically what had sparked our remote billing side of our business. It was like, honestly, that wasn't our intent really when we had started the Wyrick Outlook was to even spiral down that path. It was more of the scramble during that time of like, Hey, you just trained, you know, they were doing, you know, a solid, good job. They're no longer coming back. And then the question, how quickly can we get this going? Um, that is a really good question. And it is something that we get asked quite a bit, you know, how soon, you know, can we get this all up and rolling? I would say for that, it really does depend on kind of comes down to the practice management software. If we take over and there is, you know, communication that we need um, with the office on just providing us information that we need to be able to, you know, do that position when it comes to, you know, cloud, based uh, practice management softwares, those make it a little bit more simple. We can kind of get things rolling in like a two week time frame. However, some of them are a little bit more, a little bit more tricky to get to gain that remote access to and more steps that need to be taken. And so we can comfortably say that we can, you know, get going and around that like three to four week mark is a comfortable time frame. Again, I, I'm just, when we rely on people, when we rely on people, I only see two types of outcomes in my head. The one is the one who doesn't need you, the one who needs you now, whatever outsourcing service you have, and the one who's going to need you at some point down the road. Because I, again, I know my peers very well. I think the world of them, I think they're amazing clinicians. I think they help change lives. I do not think the overwhelming majority of them are amazing managers in terms of managing systems and policies and particularly with oversight of them, creating them is not a big deal. Managing and making sure oversight, particularly the financials. Um, and for those of you listening out there who are orthodontists, say, no, no, that doesn't apply to me. It probably does, okay? Um, because you don't know a really good system until you've been with people who are really good with systems, which I suspect the two of you are. There's the second component of it that I'm curious, your feedback because whenever somebody takes something on in their office that doesn't involve, let's just say, clinical assisting, many times people look for the person in their office who's expendable, if you will, or has free time or has a good, she was a really good whatever, X, Y, or Z. She'll translate really well into being a really good A, B, or C, right? Oh, Susie, she was at the front desk. She was amazing. Patients loved her. She was great. She's going to make a great financial coordinator. I'm going to put her in. And what I think they failed to find, and I'd love to hear your feedback on it, is the person whose skill set you hired for job A generally does not mean it translates to job B, right? 100%. Because Glenn's yeah. a good orthodontist does not mean Glenn is going to be a good accountant. 
Yes. Right? And do you find that that's a common mistake you see when people are hiring for a financial coordinator? A hundred percent. And actually, that's something that um, we see a lot of doctors taking our course, actually, um, for this, uh, because they're wanting to learn more about that position in particular. So even before they get to the point of, hey, I need to outsource it, they're coming through our course, right? Just wanting to learn the ins and outs of it to think that they're going to be able to then train their team members. And yes, it may last for a little bit, but at the end of the day, unless you have somebody doing it consistently and who's the expert in it, um, it will fall by the wayside unless you're actively managing it, right? And so unless they're actively managing it, then it will fall by the wayside for sure. And having multiple people do it, we've seen it in offices as well. You get in there, you have all these different notes from different people. Uh, and so it just gets really hard to know where you left off. Ledgers start looking messy. I mean, you name it, we've seen it. And it just... It gets really messy the more people are in it. So it's better to just outsource to an expert um, who knows what they're doing and can make appropriate notes and follow up in an appropriate amount of time. Amen. I think too, if you, <laughs> yeah. have, if you did have, if you did have, you know, an excellent front office person that's really good with patients and really good on the phone, you know, let them just like shine doing that versus exactly versus putting them not that it's a bad position to have, you know, financial, but I mean, clearly they're doing an excellent, excellent job. You nailing it. You yes. nailed it. No insurance coordinator what, wants to be an insurance coordinator, right? We didn't start off and I'll speak to basically all insurance coordinators. When I say this, we didn't go into orthodontics to be an insurance coordinator. Um, I happen to love it and like super geek out on it, but I think I'm one in probably a million. <laughs> And you, probably uh, and, and you probably didn't start there. And I didn't start you, there. You, you, didn't, yes. you didn't come in one day and go, wow, I'm going to be an insurance coordinator one day when I grow up. Right. <laughs> yes. right. Right. You fell into it. And, and again, you made a really good point there, B, because again, as leaders, we can't be everything to everybody. I, I, it's, I, I would say it's incredibly rare. And I've met hundreds, if not thousands of orthodontists. Uh, and dentists in 31 years in practice, it is incredibly rare. And folks, if you think you're one of them, God bless your ego. But it's incredibly rare, rare to find that person who's amazing clinician, an amazing manager, an amazing leader, an amazing systems and policies or an operations manager, uh, and a motivator at the same time. I know people who are amazing with developing culture in their practice and motivating people. Uh, I know people who build policies and systems that are rock solid and oversee them with checklists. And, you know, it's like the old, uh, you can have something cheap, you can have something fast, or you can have something good. Mm -hmm. And you can have any two of those three, but you can't have all three at once. It's physically impossible. I think it's impossible for anybody to be all those things, especially with something as important as finances, where... And let's let's talk about the 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 pink elephant in the room in the corner over here. Um, you can be stolen from. And um, David Harris, who was on a podcast a while back and has been at Summit a few times, has talked about the fact again. There's two types of, of dentists and orthodontists out there: the ones who've been embezzled from, and the ones who have not yet uh, figured it out. And they are they either have been or they will be embezzled from. Um, and, and again, outsourcing this allows you, like you said, B, don't take your quarterback who's throwing touchdowns all day long 
and say, great, let's go draft another quarterback. We're going to put you at wide receiver. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Let the quarterback shine. Let the person who's doing what they're doing shine and not push them into another position. Uh, and more importantly, make sure that, you know, all the dollars are accounted for because it's an outsourced organization that's above reproach who's managing all the finances, which leads me to ask you, mm-hmm. have you ever caught anything that raised your eyebrows and said, doctor, we need to have a talk? <laughs> we have not yet. Um, we have not yet. I'm sure there will be a day where we do come across it, but it always raises a red flag with me when the doctor does decide to outsource and the financial coordinator, the current financial coordinator is like, see ya, I'm gone because it's like, why are you leaving? You know? So, uh, I always have my guard up on those like, Hey, what's going on? But, um, we haven't caught anything yet. So I had a, I'll tell you really fast. I had a friend, um, years ago who's, he was buying a practice. And so he had accountants come in and check the books as you would. And he went into the practice and told them that, yeah, today the forensic accountants are coming in. So you open up the computers, make sure you share all the information with them. And one gal left and never came back. And it turned out that she was signing contracts and third-party financing them through another account that she had opened. So all the money was going into a third-party account under her, not her name, but she, guess, opened it with a practice name or something. So money was going in there. The third-party financing was coming into that account minus the fees that the third party took. And then the, the patients would get statements that said, you know, you owe $20,000 or $10,000. And so she had credit, right? She had social security numbers. She could apply for anything. And um, she said, don't worry about it. Just give it some time and I'll work on it. And it go on month after month after month. And then she would like a Ponzi scheme, take money out of the account and pay off the first one and take out bigger numbers and keep it. And so she disappeared and she had stolen, I think like $150,000 from the practice. And the doctor was oblivious, had no idea. The new doctor who came in knew, um, but the old doctor never knew any of this was going on. And and for those out there who think they're smarter than this, go ask David Harris and he'll tell you. You, you Somebody who's intent, who intends... And is hell bent on stealing from you will steal from you, and you will not you will not be able to figure it out because they're always going to be one step ahead of you. Um, but as we as we wind things down here, um, and I and I've really appreciated our time together here. Again, you've talked about remote billing, you've talked about teaching, right? That you love teaching people. You've talked about doing uh, webinars or courses and things like that. The two questions I'll ask you: one um, is just simply, you might be ready for Wyrick Outlook if. Like a jo- Jeff Foxworthy, right? You might be a redneck <laughs> if. You might be ready for Wyrick Outlook if. Finish that sentence for me. Oh, if you are uh, losing your financial coordinator or starting up a practice and needs help outsourcing it, or you're wanting to learn more about a certain position within a practice uh, and taking one of our digital courses. B, did you want to add anything to that? I think she got it. I I think she got it. Um, I would not limit that to just insurance and financial courses that we have. We do have others and we do have a couple new uh, courses, orthodontic assisting course and a scheduling course that we do have launching early in 2024. So I know that we are kind of known for insurance financials. However, we 
are very kind of just deep in ortho. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. And so I mean, you just threw it in there under, under like the wire, you just threw it in there and an orthodontic assisting course, which is what like every orthodontist on the planet I, wants. So Dr. I, Brittany, I will add, Brittany is a clinical instructor, um, like an orthodontic clinical instructor for the state of California. So that's where the, the orthodontic, orthodontic assisting program. So, so you taught the state of California how to do ortho. Thank you. Yes, I Thank did. So California, you do have to have a special orthodontic assisting license right. to be an assistant. And so I was kind of that first year that they had um, rolled that out. I received my license and, you know, before I became the instructor for it, but it was like, I don't know, under like 100. I think I, I fall, my license number was like under the 100 mark. I'm like, wow, that's wow. kind of cool. But that's yes, cool. I have, I, I, I definitely have a, uh, a thick uh, clinical background as well. <laughs> That's awesome. So the second half of the question, right? You might be ready for Wyrick Outlook if. The second one is, if I want to contact Wyrick Outlook, how do I get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach out to you to learn more? Yes, I would say through our website, thewirecoutlook.com. Email would be info at the Wyrick Outlook or any of our social channels, again, are the Wyrick Outlook. But, uh, but you, you said it really quick, just to be clear, it starts yeah. with T-H-E, like yes. the Ohio State, the Wyrick Outlook.com. Yes, yes. Okay. Or Not, I will I, add to that or, too. Or at our booth at Orthopreneurs. <laughs> oh, booth. there you go. So are, are you yeah. ladies going to be on the cruise next year? We are on the cruise. So, yes, I know we won't have a booth there, but we will be walking maybe, around the ship. Maybe you will. Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, as far as I know, as far as I know, nobody has ever done an entire ship orthodontic conference yes. yet. So this is, no pun intended, this is uncharted waters. <laughs> Nobody's done this before. And it was just one of these moments of madness. Like you came up with the Wyrick Outlook at 2 a.m. I just turned to Mike Vidikin and said, you know what? It would be really cool if we took over an entire Royal Caribbean ship and did an entire ship just of orthodontists and what have you. So we're actually uh, shortly going to go for four or five days on a ship to sort of work out every single detail related to it. So Perfect. you may have a booth okay. uh, as far as I know, but cool. hey, at least you'll be hanging out with everybody. Or and we're going to sponsor the pool. <laughs> you're just sponsoring the pool the pool is being so everybody you heard it here yeah, first the pool is without the wirec outlook there's no pool right. so and i was going to offer you guys the beach but oh. since you're going to sponsor the pool i'll let you take that one you can have cozumel cozumel right. is sponsored by the wirec outlook oh there we go i think that one works really really well we'll have branded bathing suits and bikinis that perfect the yellow yeah, yellow, baby. Yellow, I like that. <laughs> no, but the good news is, for those of you who are signed up for Orthopreneurs, shameless plug, opsummit2024.com. Um, if you sign up, the good news is there's going to be a lot of people just like the Wyrick sisters here um, who will be on the ship with you for three straight days. So, I mean, the first day and the third day, class is from 8 to 12 or 1230. So there's like nine hours of CE, give or take. But the rest of the time, the first and third day are at sea. So everybody's on a ship together having fun. And so I guarantee you folks out there, if you if you ran into Megan or B and said, hey, I know you got a drink in your hand right now, but can I ask you some questions about financial outsourcing, right? You're probably going to have an amazing conversation about things that you might not be able to ordinarily get. And that was the purpose of getting a boat. 
so people can just get together and have some great conversations with nowhere to go. And maybe you'll follow them on to Cozumel on the second day. <laughs> yeah. Get off the boat and go do something there. But uh, I just I want to say thank you to both of you for for being a part of this today. I want to say thank you for your support of Orthopreneurs. Uh, as I told you when I went in, I didn't know much about both of you, but I, I'd heard great things about you from so many people I trust. And there was a discussion in the RD group about you. And, and I think it was, I'm just so thrilled that we had a chance to have some time together today. So, so thank Thanks. you from the bottom of my heart. Yes. Well, we appreciate it too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look forward to, look forward to sailing away next year. <laughs> thank you ladies from the bottom of my heart. And, um, and again, uh, keep doing the good work you're doing. And uh, for those of you out there who think that outsourcing is a problem, I would strongly suggest you have a chat with them and find out how they can help you. Because um, like I said, your financial coordinator must be amazing. Uh, if you think highly of them, that's great. But unless you're the super minority, they're going to leave you at some point. So have a, So maybe it doesn't work for you right now, but talk to them, learn more about it. So if and when the time comes, maybe you can outsource it and take it out of your office and have the opportunity to avoid the panic, avoid the stress. Um, and it never hurts to have a conversation. So with that, I want to wish you ladies a great day, a happy holiday season, and an amazing 2024. Perfect. Thank you so much, Doctor. All right. Thank you, Doctor.